Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. All right, well, welcome back to the Gospel for Life. We've been taking questions from our listeners, and uh, the question for today, I think... I'm wondering if you want to give the place where they can submit questions to. I don't even know. (laughs) (laughs) Don't we have an email? (laughs) Yes, we do. I'm just joking. Uh, If you email us at info at reformationboise.com, you can submit any question that you would like, and we may or may not answer it. Um, but we would love to answer it on air if it's a good one. So uh, just email us at info at reformationboise.com, and uh, we would love to, ha- to tackle that here. So here's the question of the day. How do we best witness to someone who has been hurt by the church? You know, I, I want to say, first of all, that, uh, you know, Christ has been hurt by us far more than we'll ever hurt anyone else. Mm-hmm. I mean th- – th- we, he's the head of this body, and he's, and and we hurt him every day. Um, so I think there's, we we need to realize that we're all sinners, and uh, we're going to hurt one another. I mean, sinners are the only ones that God works with, mm-hmm. and so we're not perfect as our heavenly Father is perfect. We're mm-hmm. called to be growing in that perfection. Uh, to be moving more and more like him. So we want to acknowledge right off the bat, we hurt one another. Um, We hurt those that we love. We, um, you know, the people will, people will be offended by something we say. Um, They will take offense when we didn't intend for the, uh, to give an offense. So Mm -hmm. we acknowledge that there are a lot of hurts and, uh, you know, we're, we're a a hospital uh, for those hurts you know, because we've been hurt in the world, we're hurt by one another. Um, but the the gospel, the good news, is that we have somebody that cares for us in heaven. Yeah, and I think you know when somebody let's just acknowledge that people have been hurt by the church, and and um, when someone when we encounter someone who has been wounded by the church. Um, there's a there's a saying I heard once. Forgiveness is easy; it's trusting again that's hard. Right. And that, that's when somebody has really been wounded, and we acknowledge that people have been, been wounded by the church, and the church can be all too human. Um, that what they need, what that person needs most who's been wounded is to see in their life a real example of a Christian offering to them steadfast and dependable love and grace. And the, and those wounds are, you know, run the whole gamut. Yeah. Just from 
judgmentalism to actually being sinned against uh, yeah. uh, in in really uh, oh, yeah. despicable ways. Yeah, absolutely. I would um I would say personally that probably the deepest hurts that I've ever received um in my life were from the church. Yeah. Um spiritual abuse is real. Um it's it's harmful it's it's detrimental to the emotional and spiritual um, physical life of 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 a believer i wish it did not happen i i wish um, the the church was immune to um, hurting people um, but as jonathan was saying earlier we we live in a sinful world and and that sin is very much a part of the church um the, the difficulty is when people take the sin of the church and extend that to Jesus Christ. Yeah, um, He's a perfect Savior. Um, he always deals with each uh, exactly in the perfect way. Um, and sometimes we confuse the, um, his ambassadors with him himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we, we've just got to be careful that as we... Um, interact with the church to to recognize just how imperfect it is um, and not to try to extend those imperfections to God. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's really difficult. And and especially for those that possibly are listening that have received um, pretty significant wounds and hurts and have been sinned against within the context of the church. and and so what I would say is, how do you witness to people like that? You just you have to be so sensitive. Um, don't dismiss the pain. Don't dismiss the hurt. Don't try to sweep it under the rug. We've seen this on the broad scale within the the broad church, even within the Roman Catholic Church, that so much has been tried to to. How do you deal with it? Well, you pretend like it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Well, no, that's that's not dealing with it. That's actually just creating more hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, right. If there's a so I'm glad you brought that up. If there's a civil issue, um, if someone broke the law in your church, like if if children were taken advantage of in the context of local church, then you hand that person over to the civil authorities. Mm-hmm. The church's authority. If that person repents, then the church can say, "Yeah, we forgive you," but you still have to deal with Caesar. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not the church's role to pardon people who break the law. So I'm, right. I'm glad you brought that up. As a general principle, I do want to kind of attack it from this perspective. What is a Christian? I mean, Jesus in in the Beatitudes, the very first Beatitude that he gave, and and by the way, if you don't un- understand how to interpret the Beatitudes, the, the Beatitudes are not do this and then you can be a Christian. The Beatitudes describe what a Christian is. Beatributes. Yeah, the Beatributes. <laughs> and so the very first Beatitude is, blessed are the poor in spirit. For theirs is the kingdom of God. Now just consider that for a moment. If Christians are those who are poor in spirit, that means they're bankrupt. (coughs) They don't have any good that they can commend themselves to God with on their own. I mean the the very description of a Christian in the New Testament is that they are so bad, I mean so wicked, that God the Son had to come down, put on flesh, and be nailed to a tree so that they could be forgiven. That's what a Christian is. And so as a general principle, of course the church is going to hurt you. The church has hurt everybody. 
because the church is full of people that needed God to die for them in order for them to even go to heaven. Well, I know uh, growing up, I I grew up in a loving family, and I never want to communicate that uh, my own family uh, doesn't have a love and concern. But we used to joke around. We used to say it's not a family gathering till somebody needs therapy, yeah. and 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 there is a sense, you know, that there is, you know, within with within the church, because there's sinful things, because people have their own agendas, because those things are going to come out in one way or another. Somebody is going to be. Hurt. They're gonna. They're gonna find uh, a need to to be what, consoled or deal with that. And and actually knowing that we're with it, other sinners is really quite helpful in able being able to adjust to the fact that this I'm I'm free to forgive this person. You know, forgive them for they know not what they're doing. Mm-hmm. There's a sense in which there's a lot of that that goes on. Mm-hmm. And I think part of it is how we assign motive. Mm -hmm. Um, Things can happen where somebody is actually wronged by somebody else. But I think it is important that we don't take the next step and assign motive to the hurt or the wrong that that happened. Sometimes I I do think – not to excuse, but I do think there's sometimes that people unintentionally and a lot of times unintentionally hurt somebody else. and I think part of this question is is also going and looking at it and saying, well, I just see so many people in the church that aren't living up to the standard of, of God's word. They're hypocritical. They're they're judgmental. They're legalistic. And all of that is true. Um, but you have to remember that we're all justified sinners, and right. and, and we're declared <clears throat> legally saints in the eyes of God. But we're still sinners. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think that goes to where do you get your identity from? I mean, are you getting your identity from uh, who God says you are? Yeah. Are you getting your identity to what you perceive others might be thinking of you? Yeah. And so it's important that we we constantly get our identity. You know, we know who we are and whose we are. Yeah. And and that helps in dealing with some of the pain that comes into our life. Mm-hmm. So the question again was, how do we witness to someone who has been hurt by the church? And and um, if you're a mature Christian out there, I, I would guess maybe ask a preliminary question, who am I talking to here? Am I talking to a person who has been genuinely hurt and they're trying to figure out how to reconcile or are you dealing with a person who's using that hurt as an excuse to stiff arm the church? And if it's the right. latter, then I think you use a very different tactic and yeah, you absolutely. ask the question, well, who have you not hurt before? I mean, have you, have you never hurt anyone before? And how do you hope to deal with that? Right, right. That, 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 that's a wise word. Um, and, but, but for the one who uh, – and, and you're right. There, it, it is uh, it is going to be used as an excuse and a way to keep the church at arm's length. I'm not, I'm not going back there because blah, blah, blah. But for the one who has been genu- genuinely hurt, um, I just want to come back to saying then your calling as a Christian, if you're dealing with that person, is to model that love can be dependable and love can be gracious and you can count on me today and you can count on me tomorrow and I'm not going to stiff arm you because you're having a problem with the church. I'm going to listen to you. I'm going to care for you. I'm going to walk with you through this. 
um, with 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 no agenda. Uh, no, no agenda that I'm going to fix you, that I'm going to get you back into the church, that I'm going to, no, I'm, I'm going to love you. I'm going to pray you're going to get back into the church. <laughs> that's that's going to be my prayer, and that's going to be my exhortation to you. But uh, I, I think what the, the person in that position just needs to know, you know, you think of, if you're, if you're a Christian, it's almost always because somebody loved you. And you saw in their love that God's love is real. And I think that the person who's been wounded by the church just needs to see that again. One of the things that we tell um, in our membership class, <laughs> we, we always do this on purpose. I, I, I look at the people that are becoming members and I say, I promise you, that we're going to disappoint you at some point. Oh, yeah. I promise you that we're, we're going to sin against you, and, and hopefully it won't be presumptuous sin. Hopefully it'll just be hidden faults. But I promise you that we're not the answer to everything that you need. That's Christ. Amen. I, I've told my church many times, if I haven't let you down yet, just be patient. I'll get to you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I'm human. Yeah. Well, Alistair Begg had this, this quote, really great quote one time. He said, you know what, if you knew how bad I was, you wouldn't want me to be your pastor. And if I knew how bad you were, I wouldn't want to be your pastor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. And it just, it just underscores the idea that the Christian life is about grace. It's grace received, it's grace given. And I, I think that has to be the mindset as we live in the body, that one of the differences between the church and the world is not because one's sinful and one's not. Um, that One of the differences is we understand what to do with our sin. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not content with our sin. We're not going to settle in it. Um, mm-hmm. We want to grow, and we want to grow together, and growing together is going to involve the hurt, the disappointments, and all of those things. Amen. Well, you've been listening to the Gospel for Life. We hope that you will continue to tune in. If you'd like to subscribe to our podcast, just type in The Gospel for Life in whatever podcast catcher you use, and we will see you next time. 